This is WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Well, hello and welcome to the special edition of WSFI Spotlight. I'm Angela Tomlinson. It's just a pleasure to have on WSFI Catholic Radio a new guest host. Her name is Kathleen Dobler. She is a parishioner of St. Francis de Sales in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and she's part of the Faith Formation Group, which organizes retreats, which is why we have her on the show today. St. Francis de Sales will be having a special retreat on March 18th to the 20th, and Kathleen, such a pleasure to have you on 7.50 a.m. and 88.5 f.m. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Angela. I'm just very grateful that you are taking the time to to um, meet with me and Father Joe Laramie and um, hear about um, the doings in Lake Geneva. Well, I'm so excited. You said the magic words, which were Eucharistic revival. Independently, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but WSFI has been on a quest to find out what parishes are doing for the Eucharistic revival. And then, of course, we got your email. So why don't you introduce Father Joseph and tell us a little bit about who he is and what we can expect on March 18th to the 20th. Oh, I'd be happy to do that. Thank you. So, Father, we're very excited, by the way, about having Father Joe Laramie. Um, he is the National Director of the Pope's Prayer Network, the Apostleship of Prayer. And um, this Apostleship of Prayer is a 175-year-old ministry that unites our hearts to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. He is also the National Eucharistic Priest preacher for the Eucharistic Revival. So how appropriate is that? Um, How relevant? Um, He taught at two all-boys high schools and served um, as a college campus uh, minister. He also served at Mayan Villages in Belize. He has been featured on the Halo app, EWTN, Busted Halo, and America Magazine. He is also the author of two books, which will be featured throughout uh, the mission, uh, Love Him Evermore, which is a nine-day personal retreat with the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and it's based on the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius Loyola. His sequel to this first book is uh, called Abide in the Heart of Christ, and that's a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius Loyola, and it's also based on the spiritual exercises. And so we're very, very pleased to have Father Joe joining us for our Lent mission, March 18th through the 20th at St. Francis de Sales in Lake Geneva. So welcome, Father, to the show. Thank you, Angela, and thank you, Kathleen, for that warm introduction. So happy to be here. Yes. Father, before we get started, you were in Belize at a mine. I mean, t- <laughs> that's quite a background that you have. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah, it was a real blessing. Uh, yeah, Jesuit life. You get to travel around, meet some terrific people. Um, yeah, I was uh, working in southern Belize. There's a centuries-old uh, Mayan community there that uh, was heard the preaching of early Jesuits um, a couple centuries ago. Um, just such a faithful, beautiful people um, doing farming and some beautiful craft work and uh yeah i drove out in a four by four pickup truck to celebrate mass on the weekends um had to fight through some mud and rain every now and then but always got a very warm welcome yes so tell us a little bit about the books that you've written and the retreat that you'll be offering 
Thanks so much. Yeah, really a, a joy in my mission now. I get to travel around the country talking about the love of Jesus. Um, pretty terrific job. Um, yeah, the Sacred Heart Devotion goes back centuries to the life and writings of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. She was a French religious sister, a visionary in the 1600s. Her spiritual director was a Jesuit priest named Father Claude Colombier. You know, very simply, it's this. Jesus has a beating, living heart filled with love for us. And uh, the early Jesuits were really proud and happy to preach that message. You know, but really this devotion goes back even further to, oh, let's say the year zero. You know, Mother Mary holding the child Jesus in her arms, feeling that little heartbeat as she holds him close. Uh, we see Jesus very dramatically there on the cross, his heart pierced, broken open for us as the soldier pierces his heart with a lance, uh, as we hear in John's Gospel, outpouring blood and water. And this devotion is really rooted in honoring uh, the living heart of Jesus. He has a risen body with a beating living heart right now. You know, there's a lot of wounded hearts in the world today, right? Maybe some of our listeners are, uh, you know, feeling stressed, feeling alone, um, you know, this crazy world we're in. And that heart of Jesus really beating with love for each one of us, you know, desiring to draw us into relationship with himself. Also, this devotion has a great connection with the Eucharist. Um, again, from that visionary, St. Margaret Mary, uh, Jesus speaking to her, really drawing her into more frequent communion, receiving communion, uh, the Eucharist. Now, his body and blood mingled with our bodies, with our blood. So, really, it's just a, a joyful combination for me to get to be both a Eucharistic preacher and speaking of the heart of Jesus. What does the heart symbolize when we talk about the heart of Jesus? You know, we're recording this show on Valentine's Day, right? So, um, <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, you go into Walgreens, you can get pink hearts, candy hearts, chocolate hearts. Uh, you know, priesthood, uh, Valentine's Day, kind of an interesting day. You know, I call my mom, tell her I love her. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in it for the candy, that's for sure. So I... <laughs> Anything chocolate, I'm going to go for it. You know, so this heart image is all over the culture. Um, you know, in certain ways, it can be a little playful, even a little silly. You know, some of the little kids' valentines that have superheroes and such. But, you know, at a deeper level, let's say in poetry, in music, in literature, you know, this real sense of the heart as being really the core of who we are as people, um, that center of our emotions but, you know, also in the scriptures, we see the heart as really this kind of uh, place of encounter with God, you know, God speaking into our hearts, God even writing the law on our hearts, as we hear through some of the prophets in the Old Testament. Again, these images of, you know, heartbreak or heartache, well, in a sense, our hearts are really made for that union with the heart of Jesus. Um, again, I think an image we see all over the culture once we start looking for it. Mm. So, Father, you have two books. Tell us about each one of them. Thank you. Yes. Um, let's see. Just in the last few years, um, yeah, really honored with Avermia Press uh, agreeing to publish these. They're really based on retreats I've given. So, in a sense, I feel pretty good about the material because I had already kind of, uh, what, sort of done a, a live run with them at parishes, at retreat centers. Um, 
really, I kind of walk through the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius Loyola. So he is uh, the founder of the Jesuits. Really, his masterpiece is the spiritual exercises that all Jesuits base our retreats on. Anyhow, so my hope is to kind of give folks an opportunity to say, you know, gosh, I'd love to make a retreat, but it's hard to get away for a weekend or to go to a retreat house. Well, you know, maybe in our own homes, uh, you know, in your apartment. Could be doing it alone, a little time in prayer, uh, reading the chapter, reflecting on some scripture. I give you some reflection questions at the end. But also my hope is, yeah, this could be shared. It could be done uh, in a family, you know, a married couple. They want to do this retreat together. They could share some of their reflections. could be done in a parish, maybe in a women's prayer group, for example. And I really do try to focus us on that heart of Jesus. Um, You know, yes, we want to draw on the wisdom of the saints, but, you know, the saints are always pointing us back to Christ, you know, his love for us, Um, an awareness of Yes, my own wounds, my own sufferings, but that I can find healing and communion with Jesus. Um, So that's kind of my hope. So in a sense, it's two books, kind of sequels, uh, the second one following the first one. I loved when you suggested that maybe an hour on a Sunday would be a good time. That's right. If you want to do it straight through, um, so let's say, you know, nine days during Lent, maybe carve out time over nine days in a row that's great but hey it's your retreat right if you want to do it over nine Sundays that's great you know I'm imagining let's say a a mom with some young kids at home she might say okay father I want to do a retreat but you got to help me out right well hey Jesus loves us he wants to make it happen so it could be done in a holy hour for instance maybe it takes you 20 or 30 minutes to read the chapter and maybe 20 or 30 minutes in prayer and reflection I'll leave it up to you. Mm. Kathleen, how did you come up with this idea for the Lenten mission? Well, um, a number of things, as usual. I've written life is like an onion. It has many layers. Uh-huh. Um, a, num- a number of things factored into this. Um, first off, Father Ray, our pastor, Father Ray Guthrie, came up to me and said, I want you to do a mission. And I said, okay. Uh, so he didn't give me any parameters. Um and just kind of let me run with it. So around the same time, um, you know, the, um, the beginnings of the Eucharistic revival um, and those sorts of things were um, happening. Um, information was coming out. We were getting excited about it. Um, and uh, Father Ray asked me, would you like to be our delegate for the um, Eucharistic revival? And I said, yes. <laughs> I was very excited about that. Um, so by the time I called Father uh, Laramie, um, I knew that I wanted it to be something about that, but I also wanted to incorporate, um, you know, his 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 books and the Sacred Heart of Jesus, because I too could see the connection between the two and how um, how important um, as we as we take the Eucharist. And on Sunday, he enters into our hearts. You know, that's how I see him, as entering into my heart. And um, so as I'm discussing this with Father Joe, it just it just fell into place. We didn't even have to, you know, work hard at it. It just, uh, it all fell into place. So to me, that's what I'm meant to be. So it's three days. Tell us a little bit about this. And can anybody, I mean, we have a, a wide listening area from Indiana up to Green Bay, from what I understand, out of Michigan. So can anybody go to the parish mission or do you have to be a parishioner? 
No, it's open to everyone. Um, the Sacred Heart of Jesus is open to everyone. The Eucharist is open to everyone. It's a come, come and see. Come, come and feel the spirit uh, of joy when you come. Um, it, March 18th, Saturday, is the first night. Um, Father, uh, we'll be doing the 515 Mass that night, and then right after, immediately, we're going to have soup and stations and uh, um, stations of the cross, and then we're going to have all kinds of food, and you just come um, and enjoy. He'll do a brief talk and a book signing. Um, March 19th, um, Father will be at all the Masses um, in one form or another, letting everybody know about the mission. At 6.15, we've got music and refreshments, and then at 7 o'clock, the first mission talk, where um, Father is really going to get into um, uh, the Eucharistic Revival and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Um, And then March 20th, Monday, uh, we're going to have an 8.45 a.m. Mass with Father Joe, and afterwards, coffee clutch, because you have to have if you're going to have a book discussion, you've got to have um, treats, right? Yes, <laughs> so coffee clutch and book discussion. And then um, that evening at 5.30, we have adoration and reconciliation. Um, and then at 6.30 to 7, there's going to be music, and 7 o'clock is his second talk. Now, this is open to anyone. We do have free will offerings, so there's not you don't have to re- reserve a seat or pay for a ticket or anything like that, but we do have free will offering, um, but it's um, open doors. And that's how St. Francis Parish is. We're a very open-door um, parish. Um, Lake Geneva in itself is a, is a tourist town, so we're always getting um, people from Illinois and, you know, um, travelers from all around the area who have come to our uh, little village uh, for the weekend or for the week. And um, so we always welcome and have a spirit, a welcoming spirit for people coming into our parish. You know, I've experienced that. I went to St. Francis de Sales. I'm trying to think it involved food. I remember what the occasion was. Do you do a big, was it a fish fry? Oh, or was it a, a summer? Maybe it was a summer event that you had. All I remember was it was lots and lots of food, and everybody was so friendly in your parish. Oh, and it's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful parish. Oh, I thank you. We're very proud of our parish. Um, we have a lot of volunteers who um, are very um, involved. Um, it's a, um, we have... Oh my gosh, we've got coming up on the 18th a spaghetti dinner. We've got uh, St. Patrick's Day dinner. We've got something going on every every month almost, it feels like. Um, and most of the time it does revolve food in one way or another. <laughs> but that's the way to people's hearts, right? That's that's what makes community. And you breaking, know, is, of is breaking of the bread. Yeah, there you go. So, Father, <laughs> um, what does it mean when you were saying you were a preacher? for the Eucharist Revival. Tell us a little bit about what, for, for the listeners that aren't familiar, our listeners span everyone from just who are just thinking about joining the Catholic faith and are curious to people who are, you know, cradle Catholics. So they might not be familiar with some of the terms that we've used. One was the Eucharistic Revival, and the other one was something uh, that you mentioned, which was spiritual exercises. So could you please tell us a little bit more about those two things? Sure. Um, yeah, briefly, so the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius Loyola. 
Uh, he's the founder of the Jesuits. I am a Jesuit priest. He lived about 500 years ago in Spain and really outlined this, this beautiful program of prayer and reflection that Jesuits, we draw upon that in our own preaching and in leading retreats. Um, and I do my best to pray along with St. Ignatius, but also to share that love and wisdom with others. Um, and the Eucharistic Revival, this is a initiative of the U.S. bishops that will conclude in 2024 in the summertime uh, with a big week-long Eucharistic Congress in Indianapolis. Um, you know, really coming out of COVID, I think so many pastors, and I'm sure folks uh, showing up at Mass on a Sunday, we notice that there are fewer Catholics at Mass on a Sunday now than there was in February of 2020, right? So pre-pandemic, things were a little different, a little easier. Uh, you know, the pandemic was hard for everybody, right? Parishes were closed. Um, some folks simply got out of the habit of going to Mass or, you know, maybe got comfortable watching Mass on a laptop uh, with a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly for folks who are, uh, you know, not able to leave their homes for medical reasons, we certainly want to uh, have that resource available. But also, my gosh, we're Catholics, right? Like, we are the body of Christ. We need to receive the body of Christ in the Eucharist at Mass. So, you know, in that sense, yeah, a laptop Mass just doesn't really cut it, right? Like, even if, yeah, it's a little more comfortable, I can just stay in my pajamas. Well, you know, Jesus wants to meet us in the Eucharist. He wants to come and mingle his life with our lives. Anyhow, instead of just complaining, right, I think the wisdom of pastors and bishops is to say, all right, let's do some stuff. Let's get the ball rolling. So this opportunity for parishes, for dioceses, to have retreats, to have their own uh, Eucharistic conferences. There's about 50 of us who are priests around the United States. Um, I know there's two other priests in Milwaukee, uh, Father John Lococo, who's the vocation director, Father John Burns, um, really excellent speaker, priests in other cities, so that a diocese, a parish, can reach out and say, hey, gosh, we want to do something. We'd love to have um, a couple priests to help us. There's a big email list. We all stay in touch to say, okay, tell you what, you take this one, I'll take the next one, or this is a big event. They're going to need two or three of us, so let's go together. Such a great opportunity to meet these other priests. Uh, we did a retreat together last Lent in Chicago. Um, hey, we need to pray too, right? We got to deepen our own yes. uh, relationship with Jesus if we're going to talk about him. Um, and again, this will all conclude in just about a year and a half with this Eucharistic Congress. You know, the hope is to start fires, right? We're not trying to start a new program here, but rather let's set some hearts on fire and let Jesus do the rest. Yes. You know, we had years ago, there was a beautiful Eucharistic procession here at St. Mary of the Lake. Are you familiar with that, Father, uh, St. Mary of the Lake in Mundelein? Yes, beautiful spot. And there was, oh, and then I guess it started in Soldier Field. And Soldier Field was lit up. I mean, I think, I think Cardinal Mundelein mm. promised a million communions. That's how he got it to be at Soldier Field. So he said, if you let me have it here, we'll have a million communions. And he certainly did. And then they, um, it was a transportation feat of forever. I mean, they transported those people up to Mundelein <laughs> and they went around mm -hmm. the lake here. And my grandfather, who's an Italian immigrant in Boston, couldn't, 
he didn't have two nickels to rub together, but he found a way to make it out here. I mean, they came from all over. <laughs> it was the most magnificent thing. And, you know, we've always said, boy, we wish that we could do the same thing, you know, and reenact it. And so that's why we're so impressed with mm. the effort that you're putting into this Eucharistic revival. Is we just you know we people were saying well you know if we had it in in Illinois who would show up and I said you know you might be surprised you might be surprised I think you would be very surprised I I truly do and I think that you'd be surprised at um, the types the very different types of people the the people who don't know anything about it who are curious the people who see the beauty um, of of the procession um, even if they don't understand or know what it means. You know, it is a beautiful thing. You know, um, when the, at the Last Supper, when Jesus said, do this in memory of me, to me, when he speaks to my heart, um, he's saying, I want you. I want you to come to me. I want you to come to me through communion. And that's how it is to me. It's that simple. And I think people would see and feel they feel it. I think they would feel it at a, at a cellular level if they saw something as beautiful as that. Is there a prayer or something? Say you don't feel it. Say there's people that are listening to the show, and they just, they just don't have that tug yet. They haven't experienced that. Is there a prayer? Or what would you recommend? What, what can they say to Jesus to ask him to have a deeper presence in them? Sure. There's, you know, one of the letters of St. Ignatius, he talks about uh, if we don't feel the desire, we can pray to desire the desire. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> you know, maybe a funny way to put it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like, okay, Lord, I wish I had this hunger, you know? Uh, I wish I had a deeper faith. Well, you know, that's the little, the little sparks that can set a big fire, right? So in a sense, just bringing that to the Lord. All right, Jesus. Yeah, I feel like my faith is a little cold. I've, you know, maybe slid into some bad habits of too much Netflix, not enough prayer uh, <laughs> over the last few years. Hey, just speak from the heart to his heart, right? Uh, ask Mother Mary to kind of blow on those little sparks, you know, help them be brighter, stronger, burning hotter. Uh, I think just uh, that's a good way to go. Pat, tell me a little bit about your vocation story. Sure. Um, I am from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, so um, a little bit south of where some of our listeners might be. Um, I went to a Jesuit all-boys high school called St. Louis University High School, uh, then went to St. Louis University. Just got to meet some terrific seminarians, young priests at both of those schools. Um, you know, I felt like towards the end of college that, all right, Lord, I think I need to give this a shot. Uh, I'm not... A hundred percent sure this is where you're calling me, but you know I don't want to just be thinking about it. I feel like I need to try it out. Well, thankfully, um, twenty years later, so I entered in the year two thousand. I'm very happy that the Lord has called me here. I've been a priest for about a decade now. Uh, we have a pretty lengthy formation in Jesuit life. Uh, you know, I've loved working with youth at our high schools and universities. Um, I love my preaching assignment right now. Um, you know, a lot of hearts hungering for the Lord, and uh, what a joy it is to meet them. Was there a moment that you had that you felt the Lord calling you? 
Was there a decisive something that happened to your father, or was it kind of just a direction that you were being pulled in? Sure. Yeah, everybody's story's a little different, right? Um, you know, St. Paul uh, has a kind of dramatic moment of uh, <laughs> Christ calling him, you know, why are you persecuting me? I'd say for me, it was more like um, what kind of stepping stones uh, through a garden, you might say. You know, not one big thing, but, you know, a dozen or so smaller things like, hey, a good retreat. Um, me leading a retreat both in high school and in college, finding, hey, I kind of enjoy this. I might have some gifts here. Maybe I should do more of this. Uh, some good friendships with seminarians and priests who are kind of big brothers and spiritual fathers to me. So not so much one big thing is probably a lot of little things uh, that led me here. So if someone's listening and they feel as though they might have a calling or um, to be a priest or, or a nun or a member of the religious life, what would you tell them? Uh be bold. Say yes. <laughs> Tell Jesus, it sounds crazy, but I'll give it a shot if that's what you want, Lord. Um, you know, also, thankfully, right, they don't ordain us on day one in the seminary. Uh, if you're a sister, you don't take final vows your first week. There's time for prayer, for reflection. You're in community. You know, the wisdom of Jesus to lead us uh, slowly towards this commitment Um trust in him. He's got good things in store. Mm -hmm. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Father Joseph Laramie, who is the author of two beautiful, beautiful books, which I'm going, I am going, when I hang up this phone, I'm going online, Father, and I'm going to purchase them both. One is a nine-day personal retreat with the Sacred Heart of Jesus, based on the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius Loyola. And it's called Love Him Evermore. The title is just so beautiful, Father. Love Him Evermore is beautiful. And the second book, or actually, that was your, that was your second book. Is that right? That was, a, was that the sequel, Father? Uh, correct. That one came out uh, just in September. Just in September. And your first book was Abide in the Heart of Christ, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius Loyola based on, the spiritual, based on his spiritual exercises. So um, I'm going to, I am definitely going to do this. So in 19 days, I could be holy. <laughs> well, I, how about holier? Holier. holier. Um, you know, <laughs> Jesus uh, always wants to draw us closer. Um, again, a great tradition during Lent of folks making retreats. Uh, you know, a couple quick uh, shout outs if you want to dig in a little deeper. Um, again, it's Ave Maria Press is the publisher, and they have a deal during Lent. So if you want to get 25% off, here's a little code. Ready? Lent yes. 2023. So just Lent 2023. Punch that into their website, AveMariaPress.com, and uh, you can get a little discount on my books. Um, I got my own little website and social media. It's very simply JoeLaramieSJ.com. Um also, I'm very proud to work, of course, for the Pope's Prayer Network. Uh, you can find us at popesprayerusa.net to learn more about that Sacred Heart devotion. And in fact, the Holy Father offers us a special prayer intention every month. So in a sense, we're uniting our hearts with the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the very heart of the Church uh, and the Pope guiding our prayers. In the month of February, we pray for parishes. Gosh, how appropriate, huh? Yes. So Lake Geneva, 
St. Francis de Sales, uh, all those beautiful churches around Chicago. Um, so a great tradition to unite our hearts with the Sacred Heart in the heart of the church. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Father. Thank you. And Kathleen, tell us a little bit more about the retreat for people who might just be tuning in. Okay, very good. Thank you. Um, one thing that they can do is um, if they want to go on our website, um, just you know, just Google St. Francis de Sales Lake Geneva, and they, they have all of the bulletins. So all the current bulletins have um, the information, but also you can go on our actual website at SFDS. LG. That's just St. Francis de Sales, Lake Geneva, sfdslg.org. And um, we also have 262-248-8524 is the telephone number to, um, to our parish office. So if you have any further questions. But remember, March 18th, March 19th, March 20th. And then you can get all the details of all the different things that we have going on. And uh, food is pretty much involved in almost everything. Oh, (laughs) God bless you. um, Father, before we close, could we have your priestly blessing? Absolutely. Let us pray. God, our Father, send out your spirit. Draw our hearts ever closer to the heart of your Son. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you both. It's just a privilege to have you on WSFI Catholic Radio, and God bless you. Thank you.